Hey guys, it's your girl Girus and Michael. Today we will be talking about veils and hypocrisy. Here we go. Uh, Michael, where, what is a veil? Well, a veil, in the context we're speaking of, a veil is a blockade between you and the truth of the matter. That's what, that's, let's just put it that way, you know? Because that's why it matters, because there's truth involved. Because if there was no truth, there'd be no veil. There is a truth. There is objective truth. And that is a big thing to remember. But a veil, more commonly, it's known to be the, the clothing, the article of clothing that, you know, a bride wears at a wedding to Obviously. conceal her face and then it's revealed. And that is from the Bible because the church itself is the bride of Christ. And so at the apocalypse, which is literally the lifting of the veil, the bride will be revealed in fullness. And so that human ceremony is a mimicking or a not a, mimic, a representation, a symbolic representation of that event which is to come. Yeah. But Talk are, a little bit more about it. Okay. But there are there are different veils. So that's that's there's the veil, right? That's going to be unveiled at the end of time. Yeah. That'll you know, the intentions of man's heart and all these things will be revealed. But in the meantime, people are confused. And there are other options for a solution that are presented. Usually in, you know, we'll see this in fields of philosophy, um, you know, the sciences, just other, other options for what we're here for. What do we exist for, right? Are we just goo? that's highly intelligent, that evolved out of nowhere. That makes no sense. But but if that's your view, if that's your view, then where do you go from there? Who has the answers to your questions? And I'd say the blunt answer to that question based on, you know, my experience is that they don't have the answers. There's because you can tell me like Someone can tell you all day about what they think or what they assume, but where's the authority? Where's the signature that says, yep, they're right. There is none on any philosophy textbook in the world. It's just a guess, and it may, be, it may sound interesting. And it's not just in, in the form of philosophy, because that's kind of like commonplace in philosophy. And it could be, 
I don't want to say benign, but it can be fairly, uh, you could say, you know, there's not necessarily a lot of ill will in searching for truth in the fields of philosophy. It's just that you won't find it, you know? Yeah. But, um. But uh, if, we're, if we're discussing the implications of a veil, it's that if someone has a veil over your eyes, right? Right. That could be, you know, let's just say like a, a group of people, you know? If someone has a veil over your eyes, how can they influence you in life? You can feel right about doing something that's actually wrong, right? Because from a lack of perspective, so you can be like, oh, yeah, this is, we're doing this for the right cause. But in reality, you really had no information of the matter. And if you had this critical information about the other side of the story, you would have nev never even fathomed to do anything remotely like you have done. But they gave you a different reality. So you were just operating with what you knew. It was still bad, right? Because there's still some part in us that says, that's good enough. Like there was some, like, how do I, like people who do commit like crazy war crimes and things like that, they're not just all making big oopsies and they got tricked. We're just bad, you know, on our own. And then it, human nature, and then, it uh, it boils over in an extreme fervor when someone has the opportunity to do so. But uh, the point is that if someone is a gatekeeper for information for you, then you know whether you think in your heart of hearts that you did the right thing, you know, you're not working with all the info. So, what's another example of how a veil could impact your life? And they are. They're impacting my life. They're impacting everyone's lives. It's just going to happen until you die. You know, it's just going to happen. But at least know it's there. Because if you're not, it's like, and the unexamined life is not worth living. Well, this is a very examinable area of everyone's life, I believe. In today's age. Maybe not everyone has the time. And they're doing like more important things. And I respect that. Yeah. But you can be convinced <laughs> to pursue something that is... You can be convinced to pursue something that is a waste of time. So if the veil hides meaning and purpose... Right? If hidden behind the veil is a meaningful life... Then you're going to pursue waste. Like you're just going to pursue a waste of time. Right? Yeah. And if you don't know what the meaning of life is now, and there is one, then it's there, and it's hidden some, in some fashion, in some form. You're deceived in some way from knowing that path into meaningful living. Things that aren't futile, that will last indeed. Because, you know, that's what I wanted. I don't know about you. That's <laughs> a really good point you just made. Yeah. I just want you to know that. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. 
you can be brought also to just a general confusion, right? Or just delusion. So you're just kind of like, and don't think when, you know, don't think, oh, I know that guy. It could be you. That's the whole thing. You don't really know. And that's not the point. That's delusional to go and criticize everyone else for being in a delusion. You could be in a delusion. You don't know that. Slow down. As far as you're concerned, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But the point is that it would be, it's best, just like if you're in slavery, it's best to pursue freedom. If you're in confusion, it's best to pursue clarity. Not saying they're equivocal, but it's a similar concept, right? So, in short, they're a way in which someone who has information can exercise power over someone who doesn't have information, right? Yeah. You can choose to freely share information, or you can choose to use it to your gain. And you can use it to your gain in a, in a you know, Good ethical way. And you can all, yeah, exactly. You got it. And now, we don't say that, oh, well, you know, I'm being deceived everywhere I go. There are people tricking me. It's not personal. You're, this is the world we live in. And we bring veils upon ourselves first before anyone else does. Because we'll choose to ignore reality all the time. Like, we'll set things aside. We'll suppress things, right, that are true. Yeah, why do you think that is? It depends on what we're suppressing, you know? But if it's things of God, which it usually comes down to, it's the example is when Adam and Eve fled in the garden. It's because when we, when we sin, and sin means to do wrong, and... And when we do wrong, we're ashamed because God is perfect and he's there. And so there are people of the faith who come to repentance and turn to God for wisdom and truth and receive it. And there are those who would rather not have it. And all of us would really rather not have it in our natural state. It's the short answer, the too long didn't read, is that we're (laughs) that bad. We're that bad that we're fleeing from God. Even though we use his name all the time and we say we're certain, we're not really. Because he's right there. The Bible is the best-selling book of all time. I couldn't agree (laughs) more. So... I think it's something everyone should have, you know? Copy of the Bible. Yeah. Absolutely. Where there's like the little tiny books, you know, people carry around (laughs) at an airport, at a grocery. But it should be something we should just like carry and study and learn so we could keep following his path, you know? Absolutely. His word is truth but that's something to remember is that 
we don't learn about this this element of our society of veils existing so that we can go and and you know uh rapidly pursue an answer because it's to miss it, well you can pursue an answer but that raises the issue of would you settle for less than the truth do you have an undying thirst for truth or do you settle for something that's just good for you for today that's really what it comes down to i believe not only because honestly sometimes you find the truth just stumbling upon it you don't actually find the truth like you know because you just really wanted to and did a good job it's just you know sometimes it's just gifted to you spontaneously but that's the question because let's give a hypothetical let's say someone comes to you and says hey you know things are looking rough in the world right now you know uh you know i have this program you could sign up you know it's just a little ethical ins and outs but you'll get pills that'll keep you euphoric all the time uh oh you have t- stage 4 cancer gone tomorrow it's gone by tomorrow you'll you'll literally like you can just you can just create a new body you can just clone your body when you're 80 for 20 year old body and then you just transfer your consciousness into that body and then you can just live a whole new life all over again with all these things added to it and all clones if you have any fantasy just you have a clone right there or a real per- I don't know how they'll do it let's just say they did is that would you be okay with that hell no it's pretty enticing now let's say they really offered that Let's say this isn't just Mike being like blah, blah, blah. Let's say they actually seriously offered you that and didn't say that you had to, you know, give up anything necessarily. But you can go ahead and do all that. Everything, I want to do that. Like everything that this world could offer, let's say it was an amusement park, even though it's not. It's clearly not. You can read the news, it's not. <laughs> but but <Yeah>. let's say <laughs> it was. You know, you have a full access pass to everything. But there's something missing, is there not? Yeah. Amen. That is truth. And truth is embodied in a person. And that person is Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Amen. 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 So, so, I think, I, I've been feeling that for a while. That that's like some, that's something that, we have to consider with all this technology and all these things coming out, these like, you know, amazing breakaway society-esque technologies where it's like, oh, that problem we used to, eh, nah. Oh, you want to be a dragon and float around all the time? I don't see what, where that benefits. But you want to? Oh, just go to the metaverse. Like all these things. All these, um, like... It's kind of what we were talking about before. It's fleeing from God all the way into a different universe now. We're flying into different universes thinking we'll get to stay there. That's what we don't... You don't get to make up a new universe, though. Yeah, And, like, invent your own 
code of ethics and morals because you didn't you didn't create them you didn't establish them and they don't come from you or me they come from him and you know it's not it's just not gonna work this is what i would say i was gonna say <laughs> it comes from him no one else yeah absolutely i think it's something that i feel people should be more educated on especially young little kids on the bible yeah you're right but that would be there's some leftist listening right now exploding because you said that they think you're a child abuser they think you brainwash kids just so you know this is the world like you're innocent you're cute and all babe but that's what they think no you don't understand the world hates Christ. They will not accept that. They're having drag queen story time instead. Like, I get the idealism, but it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Us mentioning these things on a podcast makes it less listenable to the world. But at least we're not lying. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. But yeah, like... We do need to do that, but since we will not, the world will end in fire. In a fiery judgment. That's what's going to happen. And only those who put their trust in Christ will escape that judgment. That's what I it's was going to say. Be Let them bring cool. it. Like, it's going to be bad that day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's, you know, we, we, we didn't address, we didn't prepare this topic but it's something I wanted to talk about like uh, there's a lot of excite we should be excited and looking forward to Jesus' return but we shouldn't be excited about the judgment that is going to fall on people that's not understanding what you escaped yeah tell me what you did to deserve not being with them nothing, nothing. at all it's offensive to suggest that you did because you're adding works to perfect grace. It's yeah. not good. You might be disqualified from the kingdom for doing that. Romans 2, check it out. If you do that, you're actually just storing wrath up for yourself, according to Paul. If you go around just saying, Oh, this person's going to go there and that and that. You're actually going there. Because you're the one thinking you're better than everyone else. Yeah. No. That's not how we are brought into repentance. We all have the law. The law, it's like if someone t says, hey, don't steal that candy bar. Now you're gonna, right? Yeah. Same thing with the law. Hey, don't steal. Now you're gonna steal because the law tells you to. Or it, doesn't it tells you not to. We tell ourselves to do the opposite of the law, rather. So. Uh, that, I've seen that a lot. And even today, I saw a clip of this pastor, and I'm going to mention his name because it was shameful. Pastor Greg Locke, who I've known was bad for over two years. Uh, it's pretty blaringly obvious. And Jude says to fight earnestly for the faith, and I'm sorry, but... What did he do? Well, let me, be a, let me say a preface. Witchcraft is is a real thing. 
Like, it is a real thing. I'm yeah. sorry if you don't... I don't care what you think. What anyone thinks. It is a matter of fact real. You know who doesn't say... You know, go talk to a real witch, dude. Don't do that. But they're, they're out there. They'll tell you it's real. If you don't want to trust me on it. It's real. You'll ruin your life getting involved. It'll destroy your life. Yeah. But it's real. It's not just... Just because something is also in movies doesn't mean it's not also in real life. Absolutely. That's like a big thing to get. <laughs> yes, I've noticed yes that. it's in movies. It's also in reality. Yeah. People were not just like, you know, imagining witchcraft for all of history. It's, it's a real thing. Yeah, it's not like someone woke up one day and came up with the word, you know, witchcraft. Yeah. Like they do exist. You're right. So, with that out of the way, there's... The goal of a Christian is not to burn witches. The goal of a Christian is to convert witches or leave them alone. You know what I mean? We don't battle witches. We don't say, oh, I'm gonna... When you both die and they're in hell and you're in heaven, or maybe not, none of that's gonna matter. That's not the real big issue. The issue is you're, they're standing before God. And where they are at right now, practicing this stuff is not a worse situation than us before we were converted, committing adultery, lusting, looking at whatever, smoking whatever, drinking whatever, taking whatever, whenever we felt. That's not better than witchcraft. That's listed right next to the sin of sorcery. So, yeah. anyways, what he did was uh, he... He... Uh, said that there were witches in his congregation, five present in his congregation, and then he basically started, like, you know, like, cursing them. That is so... That's what happens when you stray from the gospel. Yeah. Because there's really not much else to talk about. I'm going to be honest. There's not really much else to talk about. It's not about politics. It's... And every... Except for... Mr. Graham, every preacher that it worked for the Trump administration was a total and utter fraud. A total and utter fraud. A disgrace. I say that. Whoa. Like, I'd say that to their face. Yeah. Because they're I know getting, you would. I know you because would. Because not... No, it actually matters. And Paul himself had choice words for uh, false teachers because... They're wolves dressed in sheep's clothing. They don't care about their congregants. And, uh, but anyways, you know, I can't say that all applies to Pastor Greg Locke, but, uh, it was shameful because he basically said, um, you know, it's just like that. Like you can, you know, people can look it up and see, but that's not church. That's not what worship is that's not the gospel that's just sin that's yes but the problem it's it's sin and it's also like giving the world a false understanding of what Christ is all about forgiveness grace 
Yes, you must repent. Yes. But um, the kindness of God leads you to repentance. He, he already died for you. And so putting your trust in him, yes, we're going to follow him if we truly believe in him. Right? But we don't, we're not representing the kindness of God which leads to repentance by uh, hunting, literally going on a witch hunt. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's, that's not it. That's like the opposite. It was embarrassing. Yeah. And the congregation gasped. They're like, <gasps> and it's that's not it's not entertainment. It's not a movie. But I don't know. There's only so much you can say about that. Other than there were many people in the book of Acts who were practicing witchcraft and were converted and saved and are now in heaven. So I don't see how he couldn't have used that as an opportunity to preach the gospel instead of totally misrepresenting it in every possible way. Definitely. Almost at like a shilling level. Like you're paid to misrepresent the gospel that hard. Because it's like, you, it's hard to, it's it's impressive. And that that can happen. Like when a church focuses, hyper-focuses on a, on a niche area. Like he focused on politics. So now... And the politics isn't the answer. So now yeah. he's just running like a chicken without a head. So, yeah. Like, just, you know, lost. But anyways. That's something that happened in the news, but not that interesting. Yeah. Something but, people yeah. should know about, you know. Yeah. It's just... Um, there are more false teachers than real teachers nowadays. It's easier to find someone doing that or someone telling you that, that you know, salvation is all about getting a promotion at work and it's all about your life is going to be so comfy and easy if you just give me money. It is so sad that, yeah. that oh, the church is asking for money is like a phrase. The church, I'm going to tell you now, as a member of the true church, the church doesn't want your money if, it's, if you don't want to give it. Absolutely. It doesn't want it. I'd, we, we want you to keep it. If you don't want to give your money, we want you to keep your money, actually. True, that's, what, that's a message from every true preacher in the world. All the false teachers, yes, they're going to demand your money. They're going to say that God hates you if you don't give them money. They're going to say all these kinds of things, and they're liars. And they were condemned long ago, according to Jude, right? Yeah. They're, they're always, you know, it's, it's not a... God is not unaware that these people are lying to children who have Bell's palsy or like, you know, like severe debilitating diseases and saying they just don't have enough faith. Yeah. Yeah, their condemnation is just. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. It's not good. But, uh, yeah. Another uh, subject we were going to discuss today is hypocrisy and I know that's a dirty subject I know it's it's harsh and it's coarse it's unpleasant but it's it's worth talking about so hypocrisy I believe it's not merely judging people and not holding ourselves to some moral standard all right 
so like let's say if if you if you were to consider someone a hypocrite you'd probably say oh they tell people and they wouldn't be wrong but oh they tell people to do this that and the other but they don't do that thing right everyone does that so everyone's a hypocrite that's what ha- that's that's that that's the end of that this term hypocrisy usually that's how it's used yeah. one person says that people should do this that and the other and then they fail to do that thing themselves now that is a form of hypocrisy but it is just one form because hypocrisy is not it's not just that but the etymology of hypocrisy comes from the Greek uh, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, but because we don't technically know how it was pronounced because it's ancient Greece and they didn't have microphones back then. But <laughs> hypocrisis, hypocrisis, hypo, hypocrisis, to play a part, right? The term hypocrite meant actor. That's what it meant. So that's where we get the term hypocrite from is actor. Hmm. It's a more general term. It's not just in that specific instance. It's actually just that character, that characteristic of behavior. And so, if hypocrisy is playing a part or pretending to be someone else, then a hypocrite is someone who is characterized by that behavior. And like we were saying before, hypocrite, it's not only a term that exists as a synonym for humanity. So not every time we use that term do we have to say, well, everyone's a hypocrite. Yes. That's kind of a given, but doesn't mean you're not pointing out real hypocrisy. And some hypocrisies, you know, call it out. It's fake. They're being fake. It's insincerity. You can call out insincerity. When it's worthwhile. You know what I mean? Yeah. But... It's a term used to help us define, describe, and determine how a person is acting, just like many other terms. So the Cambridge Dictionary definition is pretending to be what you are not, or pretending to believe something that you do not. And so, uh, today, yesterday, and forever throughout history, I should say. Hypocrites pretend to be righteous. Right? That's We all kind of pretend to be... But this is what I'm talking about. Okay. Not talking about how everyone's a hypocrite. Because, yes. I'm talking about someone actively practicing hypocrisy. What does that look like? Right? Right. Because I think that kind of answers things, and we'll get there. But the the cosmos, right? The the spirit of the world. It fosters false righteousness over genuine righteousness. Because the former false righteousness is profitable. You can make money, you know, oh, well, look at this, you know, charity I run or whatever the case may be. You can run a genuine charity. 
But I'm saying if you're running it and like you don't really care, you're just doing it for money. Yeah. And there's no purpose to that. Yes. And you'll probably take a bigger paycheck than someone who's doing it for the right reason. Yeah. But you can also get praise. That's the most common form. You get praise and appreciation. You get respect of the people. Right? Like, oh, you're a good guy. I saw you give that that homeless person $20 on TikTok. It's like, if they really cared about the homeless person, they would not have filmed. They can film. they They may have. But why? If you actually care about the homeless person, what is filming doing for them? It's doing nothing for them. It's actually embarrassing them. Because they're down on their luck and you're filming them and saying, look at how bad you are. I'm great because I helped you. No, actually, you're worse than them, dude. That's the funny thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they actually, you know, I'm not, in that situation, they're better off. Yeah, and I feel like also like when they're recording it, I feel to think like they're doing it. Because they want a recognition from their followers. Oh, this person's such a nice person. They gave money to a homeless. But uh, that's like, not the reason. did you really reason. fall for that? That's like, not the real reason they did it. Yeah, of course you not. Because they have a cameraman. It's a photo op. It's just like Drake with the nice for what music video. Oh yeah, he just, you know. Oh, there just happens to be a crew here that costed hundreds of thousands of dollars. That I could have used that money to just give away. But no, we have to make sure everyone thinks I'm a great guy. Why don't you just be a great guy? Why don't you just do that instead, dude? It costs you so much less money and time and effort. I mean, not effort, actually. It takes effort. But, you know, keep your money in your pocket. Yeah. And just, uh, you know, anyways. But you made a great points. Because the latter, it usually comes at a genuine thankless cost. Compared to the fake righteousness. So genuine righteousness, you know, giving your coat to someone when it's cold out. You may look like a total chump. All of your friends may think you're an idiot for that. They may lose respect for you. You may just, nothing, nothing is necessarily in the world's, in the world's least sense, going to just open up for you. Because you're being a good person. You know, like you may, you may, but... Typically, it's a lot easier to find those opportunities when you're doing something wrong. Because that's because those wrong things offer uh, the reward that matches it, which is more futility. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that's why I think in the context of today, virtue signaling is a misnomer, which means it's not a it's a it's a misnaming of a thing. It just doesn't apply for this exact reason. It implies the the possession of a real virtue to be signaled in the first place. And the problem of virtue signaling would be in that situation, wherein they possess real virtue, the problem would be that they just have an urge to show it. That's not the problem. The problem is there's no real virtue. They're faking it. It's all fake. It's like you're giving me a cake, but it's plastic. It's not cake. I'm sorry. It's not real. There's nothing to profit from that. It's fake. It's going to crumble. So that's something I I think, you know, maybe it's not worthwhile. If it's not, you know, helpful to you, then just let it go. But it it helped me understand that that line that seems to be drawn 
between like this division going on. Yeah. It's like I'm not saying which side is which. I'll let the audience determine for themselves because you're grown adults, I assume, if you're listening. But which side is really about it in terms of virtue and which side wouldn't be about it if no one was watching? If there was no praise to be had, who would still do the right thing? And you're not going to get 100% on either side. But figure it out. Maybe neither. Maybe both are being serious. And it's just one of those uh, funny moments in history where no one is, uh, is capable of even being right. Because it's just, we're just so wrong. Yeah. That could be the case too. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But <clears throat> here's a quote from Benjamin F. Martin. It's uh, France in 1938. Hypocrisy is the art of affecting qualities for the purpose of pretending to an, unders- an, undeser- an undeserved virtue, because individuals and institutions and societies most often live down to the suspicions about them. Hypocrisy and its accompanying equivocations underpin the conduct of life. Imagine how frightful truth unvarnished would be. And again, that's a quote from Benjamin F. Bar- Martin, France, in 1938, published in 2005. So what he's saying is that you know he's defining hypocrisy and then he's pointing out the the notion of how frightful truth unabashed unvarnished just straight up the truth of a person would be and the biblical response to that is that in John 3 when Jesus is speaking with Nicodemus, he explains what is the judgment of the world. Even though Jesus came to save the world, but there is a judgment indicted on the world. And it is this, for everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But he who practices the truth comes to the light so that his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought in God. So, we don't go around, we shouldn't go around assuming everyone's a hypocrite, but don't assume that just because someone says they care about virtue, that they really mean it. You know, only be concerned with yourself, because at the end of the day, there's not a chance you're going to be able to read, you can't read their mind. I can't read their mind. And we don't know the intention of their heart. But, I get a strong sense, if I'm going to say it boldly, I get a strong sense that there's a fair chunk of people who are not, re- don't really care about what they say they care about. Yeah. I think oh, everyone pretty, is. it's like, I don't even have to say it. I think everyone knows what's going on, what I'm oh, saying yeah, right no, now. Oh, yeah, no, yes. <laughs> but, you know, I'm open to being wrong. That would be nice. But, so, if hypocrisy is the effort of obtaining fake righteousness and we're not interested in that then how can we obtain real righteousness and this is where we will close off the show true righteousness right if if that's what you thirst for yeah not that you're perfect i'm not saying you're perfect every day i'm saying you have an urge to do righteous deeds when you can't you you miss out you feel like you missed out If you do feel like that way, hey, dude, or woman, or lady, not everyone's like that. 
So don't feel like everyone out there is just trying to do righteous deeds. No, no. You're a, you're a small minority of the public, of the world population. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's not common. So, but this is how we obtain it. It can be obtained, it can be imputed to you by faith only and not by merit. You can't earn it because let's say I've already lied. Me not lying anymore doesn't make me not a liar. I'm still a liar. How can that be? How can I have a new righteousness? I need a brand new one because mine is bad. That's what imputation is. It's imputated to you. He justifies you in that moment, but not because of anything you did. He's, he's showing off his goodness. He's that good. He's showing off how good he is. And so, but man cannot rely on, we cannot rely on our own righteousness because we're dust, dust to dust. And whenever a human, a person is worshipped, it doesn't go well for them. The only time it will go well for a celebrity is if they kind of do their own thing. Like, they're usually doing well. Because they're not being worshipped all day. They're, yeah. they're living a normal life. You know? Like a humble life, one could say. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly why they're, like, blessed. Yeah. <laughs> and but, successful. Yeah. Well, there's different forms of success, you know? But, yeah, you're right. That's, that's like, a more real success when you can actually enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... Pride in oneself is hypocrisy's cousin in the sense that both are grounded in a falsely inflated view of ourselves. And there's also false humility, which is like, oh, I'm so bad. And you're not. You're bad, but you're not. You're not. You don't think you're that bad. You're, you think you're all right. You know, I've had to learn that too, my myself personally. In life. I don't think I'm all right. I'm. I think the worst. Well, you know, like, there's, there is such a thing as, you know, saying that you are, saying that you think you're worse than you actually think you are. You can actually think you're a wretch and not say that you're worse than you think you are. You know what I mean? It's like going around all day like, whoa, nah, nah. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's fake. Like you probably think you're all right. <laughs> you just want attention. But anyways, that would be the, the uh, anti, you know, delusion of pride is the delusion of, oh, I'm just going to walk around and like beat myself with, in, with a hammer all day. It's like, that's not right either. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like be right sized. Cuz you have gifts, you have talents. You definitely do. You can make someone's life change forever with the right words, loving a loving conversation. It's a big deal. You can do a lot more, but I just don't know you personally, whoever's listening. I'm sure you, you know, maybe do art or, you know, whatever business or math whiz, something like that. 
but but to what end do we use those gifts to glorify ourselves which results in nothing or to glorify God which is just the only thing to do absolutely you know yeah and so the alternative oh wait let me uh, back up I'll cut that part out but but the fear of inadequacy is reconciled and wiped away only for those who know that they're inadequate because if you don't think you're inadequate where is that where is that to go yeah. you still are spoiler alert so am I but you know those who know they are can have that issue resolved but it's like those who are sick need a physician right not those who think they're healthy but everyone's sick but only those who know they're sick are going to the doctor and getting better. That's that's the metaphor. And so <laughs> I feel like that's my life. <laughs> well, uh. <laughs> always being like, "Oh, I'm feeling sick." <laughs> <laughs> but the alternative is to be puffed up and to live for this life only and to exalt the self under the false notion that we will be rem- that we will be remembered unlike everyone else in history we'll be the ones to be remembered someone already did that and he's the true one yeah and he split time in half we we know what year it is based on when he was born so good luck beating that no i'm kidding but you know it's not going to happen but but that's the point it's, it's he is the truth so there's yeah. there's no surpassing that there's no going around it there's only one way yeah. That's why he said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. There's no, there's not going to be another Jesus. Oh, I know, babe. When people say stuff like that, it makes me want to, like, smack a little bit. But just kidding. Yeah. But, no, I'm not. Actually, I just want to go, like, doing. No, you're not. There's only one true God. You know? Yeah. Sit down. Take, go on time out. That's what I want to do today. <laughs> Yeah. But what you were saying? Well, we should we should want righteousness. Right? But we should not consider ourselves merited for heaven when we do the right thing. Yeah. We should have been doing it all along. Don't even pat ourselves on the back. We should have always been doing that. It's not impressive. It's not gaining anything for anyone. It's just what we should have been doing. It's cool, yeah. but that's not, that's just what you should have been doing, you know? Um, because the point of the good deed is to love and help someone, and to care for someone, and to build someone up, and to represent justice and equity and goodness. Not to just, not to solely profit yourself even though that's 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 promised that is promised that if you do good you will be rewarded in in eternity if you strive to do well and you live to do well then you are in christ because you wouldn't be doing that if you weren't in christ yeah because you can't do that if you're not in christ yeah you can't love we need to as a society (laughs) be more selfless yeah care about other people more than 
yeah, we care about ourselves. We're, like we're we're selfish humans, in a way. I think I wish like we could all come together. But I know that's not gonna happen anytime soon. You know what, kind of brings it all back together. The veil. Is that? Oh no, it'll happen. No, what you just described, it'll happen. Under the Antichrist. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it'll happen. But that's not real. Unity under a lie is not truth. No, I want a unity. I know. We want, I know what you want. <laughs> but I'm saying, if that's presented to you, yes. Because if that's what you really want. And it's offered. It's not going to have Jesus involved. In the first time. Jesus will create a new heaven and new earth. But when the Antichrist comes, according to the book of Revelation, it's the clearest thing in Revelation. There's going to be, well, one of the clearest things in Revelation, there's going to be a world government. There's going to be a world religion. So, that's everyone coming together. But there are going to be certain people who are not invited. And you know who those are. Christians. Only Christians. Because we're aliens to this world. So, I res like, it's like, I respect that. I think it's cute. <laughs> I think it's sweet. But the etymology, or the eschatology, I should say, is off. Sometimes I just... I know. Think of it, want it to and, go my way. And that's the thing, is... <laughs> the Antichrist, his deception will be so tricky that it would deceive... If it were possible, even the elect, so even the chosen ones of Christ, would be deceived by the deception that is to come, even though they're Christian. That's how power, because, and how would you do that? Fake love. Fake love. Oh, it's all about, no, we're about love. We're about love. Oh, yeah. Do you know anything about that religion that you're claiming has to do with Christianity? Because that's about, like, you know, not love. That's about not love. Yeah, and it's like, do they know what love is? Exactly. You know? Because love is not giving a thumbs up to everyone all the time, and then in, under your breath saying, I would never hang out with them. That's so fake. It's not even funny. That's not real. But anyways, getting back to what we were saying before. How can you... Obtain that righteousness that we were speaking of. And we discussed how it can only be by faith and we can't merit it. And let's let's just dive into that a little further before we before we leave. So should you have to give praise to me for good deeds? Should you give praise to me? No. No. Should I give praise to you? No. There we go. I hope the thought of that makes you cringe. Because no person that has ever done wrong, which is everyone, except for Jesus, everyone has done wrong. And that means, you know, we're selfish, we're greedy, we're unreliable, we're adulterous, all these things. 
And so, when we make a person an object of our worship, it never goes well. And that is why nobody will be bragging in heaven. Partially because that wouldn't be heavenly. But also because for each time in this life that we've done wrong, and I'll just say I have committed countless wrongdoings in my life, We've given up in eternity the validity of our pride. There's nothing to be proud of. Hey, just yeah. be so blunt. You're yeah, right. That's, yeah. So that's, yes, and so pride destroys. But the good news is that God took care of all the work for you. All you must do is believe in Jesus, the Son of God, who actually is worthy of that praise. He's fully man and fully God. And this means that he represents mankind, but he's also the fullness of God. So in every way in which we are lacking, he lacks in none of it. Whenever we lied, he didn't lie. Whenever we looked at someone we shouldn't have, he didn't do that. Whenever we dishonored our parents, he didn't do that. Whenever we used God's name in vain, he did the opposite. He glorified God with his entire existence and then went to the cross and died in your place and in my place. And so the law, which we have all failed to live up to, he did live up to. And then took on your punishment on his behalf so that in his perfect righteousness he would swallow up death in victory. So he won. He defeated death and sin and death by living a perfect life and then taking the punishment for the sins of the world upon himself. That's how good God is. And he did that for you. And the sufficiency of his sacrifice was confirmed three days later when he rose from the dead. The father father rose him from the dead as proof that his sacrifice was sufficient. Sufficient payment for your sins, you listener. He is ready to forgive you. He's been waiting all this time, you could say. And he also visited the disciples as proof. And his disciples went even to death, confirming and affirming what they saw. Not just what they heard or felt or thought, but what they saw. They saw the risen Savior of the world. And they were killed, and never once did any of them say anything else, anything otherwise. Why would they do that? If they were just making it up to control people or whatever nonsense. Why would they do that? If they were going to die. At the No, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. They had to have actually seen the risen Jesus. And he gave us more than enough evidence. And I pray that he opens your heart to see that. And your eyes to see. He's incredible. And the result of this is that all those who trust in Jesus are crucified with him on the cross, right? And you pass from death into life in that moment. 
You're justified. Past, present, and future sins wiped away. You're adopted into the family of God. You're no longer on the outside. You're on the inside. And you're never going to be kicked out because of what he did. Because of your faith in his son. And by the son, you have access to the throne of the father. So... None of this is because of our works. It is all because of his grace. And he did this because he loves you. So that you can be forgiven and declared righteous and have everlasting life in his kingdom. Which he'll even give you a heart to look forward to that more. Because even we're so bad that we wouldn't even want that as much as we should. But it's actually perfect and it's actually our home if we're Christians. Yeah. And it's just the flesh that's kind of just, you know, it's our baggage of our old life that we're going to be carrying. But each day we fight to mortify it and it goes away. And that's how we give glory to God. Now, why does he love us? That we may never know. There have been many songs written about that subject, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but look to the cross and what he did for you if you ever doubt that God loves you. It's enough proof there to last a lifetime. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I hope everyone has the, a great the rest of the week. We'll see you guys next week on our next episode. Have a great one, guys. Toodles!